0: There are things in this world that science cannot explain.
1: Entities and forces that defy human comprehension.
0: There are relics that can turn even skeptics into believers.
1: Pieces of a puzzle with apocalyptic implications.
0: These items are stored in a once secure location.
1: Watched over and studied by scholarly defenders
0: mystery fills the air
1: and terror stalks the halls in the The scarab Scarab archives
0: you have two unheard messages with the COVID-19 pandemic going out to see a movie with friends may put your health at risk but now, you can bring the movie-going experience home. Scener, the Virtual Movie Theater is a free Google Chrome browser extension that enables you to host watch parties with your friends. Use your existing Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO Max, and other subscription services to stream your favorite movies and shows while chatting live through video or text. Visit Scener.com to download and start hosting your own watch parties today. of messages.
1: Good morning, Gilbert.
0: Good morning, Miss Clark.
1: Okay, yep, that's still just as weird as I expected it to be. You know, I don't think I'm ever going to get used to exchanging pleasantries with a machine.
0: While I might be data, Miss Clark, beneath all the ones and zeros. And despite the voice, I am indeed still a man.
1: Right. I'm sorry. (sighs) If I could do something about that voice...
0: I'm getting more used to it. This voice is better than no voice.
1: Well, I suppose you're right about that. Anyway, what's on the docket today?
0: The item and file are just there. Dr. East set them aside for you before he departed last night. He also left a note.
1: Mm, Did he say where he was leaving the note? Because I don't see anything.
0: He left it with me. He is very sorry for the way he acted after you discovered the bell. He knows the two of you are in this together and wants you to know that you are appreciated.
1: Aw. Well, that's unusually kind of him. I- he
0: also says that you are very smart and he feels more secure in this endeavor with an intellectual equal on hand.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure he does. Gilbert, you probably should have stopped with that first bit. You almost had me.
0: I had to try. For the record, he is sorry.
1: Well, I'm sure he is. He was kind of an asshole. And you can tell him I said that. Of course. And while you're at it, you might want to go ahead and tell him that the first of our new interns will be reporting down here within the next few days. I'm sure he's going to be thrilled. Now, are we ready to begin?
0: Whenever you are.
1: Great. Let's see. Case file N-963. Designation, The Scalpel. Lazarus General Hospital opened in upstate New York in the spring of 1963. A modest facility, it contained enough housing for up to 50 patients, a state-of-the-art operating theater, and most of the amenities one would find in a standard house of healing at that time. On opening day, their employee lists contained a full staff of nurses, a smattering of aides, and several high-profile doctors and surgeons. One of those surgeons was Dr. Maurice Dietrich, a name that has become the stuff of local legend and campfire tales since the hospital closed just one year after it opened. Though there have been years and years of exhaustive research, no actual origin of Dr. Dietrich has ever been vetted and confirmed. While the evidence of his crimes is exhaustive and well-documented, the man's own existence can only be proven by three pieces of evidence. One photograph, which is a candid shot taken during the hospital's opening event, one signed lab order and a fingerprint left behind on the scalpel now the scalpel is your standard surgical knife six and a half inches long made of stainless steel etc etc despite its age the scalpel still shines brightly under the archives fluorescent lighting with the exception of the blade of course the blade of the scalpel is stained a vibrant red with what is clearly blood Hmm. You can even see the minute bubbles. But the color is not dimmed to the dull rust color of old blood. It's still shockingly bright, like the skin of a fresh apple. It appears the blood on the scalpel has resisted every attempt to remove it over the past 50 years. The man who called himself Dr. Maurice Dietrich looked, according to the photograph, every inch of the unassuming medical professional of the day, Smartly dressed, he stood approximately five foot two and was shockingly thin. His face has an almost androgynous quality, and one would be forgiven for assuming he was a woman on first meeting. His mouth is set in a thin line, clearly displeased at being photographed. And his eyes... well, his eyes are intense. You can practically feel the malevolence burning through the ages. It's very strange. Anyway, Dr. Dietrich's name can be found on the hospital's opening-day roster, but aside from the one signed lab order, there's no record of him actually doing anything while the hospital operated. I mean, I guess he was doing things, just not in the hospital proper. He was down in the basement. It was September of 1964 when Miss Juniper Linwood began screaming that her daughter had gone missing. The girl, her name has been redacted, had been recuperating following a successful tonsillectomy when she'd simply vanished from her room. An exhaustive search of the hospital ensued, but no trace could be found of the young girl. It was then that one of the candy stripers mentioned the basement. There's no mention in the official records, but one can only imagine those poor people's reactions at what they found that day the police photos are here part of the record and even i'm put off by what i'm seeing the place it's a slaughterhouse these pictures they're all black and white but that's clearly blood coating almost every surface of the room there's operating tables covered in bodies both whole and in parts Jesus, I can't even imagine the smell. How did no one notice what was happening under their own two feet? Anyway, in the whole of the basement, only two surfaces remained mostly clean. Dr. Dietrich's desk and the wall it faced. And I say mostly because the wall was still covered in blood. It just wasn't splattered with blood. Ugh, God, this is awful. It looks like the blood had been used to write words. The same three words, over and over and over again. All in various sizes, and it looks like some of them frantically written. Do no harm. Dr. Dietrich's desk was cleared off, save for three items. The first is here, the eponymous scalpel. The second was apparently Dr. Dietrich's journal, or diary, whatever you want to call it. Now, the morbid part of me would love to take a look at that thing. I know East would be all over it, but it was apparently lost in a fire at the police station not long after. Only a few pictures were taken, and nearly all the writing is illegible. Oh, and the third item, a human heart. The same size and weight you might find in a young child. Now, naturally, the hospital was immediately shut down. Upon investigation, local police discovered that certain members of the administration had been covering up the disappearance of a number of patients. They were usually transients or homeless, usually, those who had come into the hospital alone and wouldn't be missed. Hospital administrators claimed ignorance, swearing that they thought the missing had simply wandered off when no one was looking. And again, at this point, Dr. Dietrich was nowhere near being discovered. If he hadn't taken that girl, there's really no telling how long he could have continued his terrible work. I do wonder, what if he was finished? Maybe he took that girl because he knew he'd be found out if he did. Or maybe there was something about her? Obviously, it bears further reading. Looks like Lazarus General Hospital was immediately condemned and demolished. The site on which it stood is now a mall that's definitely seen better days. As I said before, the journal of Dr. Dietrich was lost, and all we have are a few blurry photos. There is a sketch, however, it's a drawing that just jumps out at you. It looks like a face, but it's it's all wrong. There's no eyes, no nose, and the mouth is enormous. A huge, gaping maw filled with dagger-sharp teeth. Dr. Maurice Dietrich vanished into the ether like so many of his serial killer ilk. What's that they say about Jack the Ripper? From hell he came to hell he returned? The surgeon has become some sort of local boogeyman, not unlike Cropsey or the Bunny Man. Kids tell each other stories about how Dr. Maurice stalks the land where the hospital once stood, searching for his next victims. They frighten one another by painting Do No Harm on bathroom mirrors and the sort. Scans have been taken of the doctor's signature and what's suspected to be his fingerprint on the scalpel, but no matches have ever been found. It's quite possible that he's still out there somewhere, under a different name, but still with those burning eyes and blood-stained hands. The scalpel was acquired by the Scarab Archives not long after its establishment, and despite the strangeness with the blood on the blade, it doesn't appear to have any connection to any open case files. Perhaps it, along with these records, are just here so they can be safely locked away. I imagine they're reminders of a rather dirty little secret. You see, there's another man in the photo with the notorious Dr. Maurice Dietrich. His hand is on the doctor's shoulder, and from the pose, you can tell that the pair had been in a rather... intense discussion just before the flashbulb went off. I wonder what they might have been talking about. And I wonder, what did that other man know? And that other man? Mr. Vladimir Lazarus. Scarab Archives are brought to you by Lazarus Creative Company. Voicing Dr. Delbert East is Thomas Crane. The voice of Hadley Clark is provided by Megan Camp. Join us on our new bi-weekly schedule, with new episodes releasing every other Wednesday. If you would like to support our podcast, visit anchor.fm slash archives.